So we're in the middle of the story of Yaakov Ishtam. So we said this guy, Rabbi Yaakov, rented his uh, Kretschmer, and three years in a row he couldn't pay, and every year the Ruzhiner asked him to forgive the debt, and every year he said, fine. And finally came to, after three years of him not paying any money for rent, so he tells him, listen, I'll forgive the debt, but he's, he's out of the inn. I can't have him there anymore. Some years passed, and Rabbi Yaakov passed away, and Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam passed away. When Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam, remember, the Tzemach Sedek is saying this story over by Fabrengen. Shua's time. So, so Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam comes to Gan Eden, Shemayla, right? He goes, goes to the court over there, the Beisden, and they examine his actions. And it's okay. Everyone liked him. Kept the Torah, mitzvahs, everything, directly to Gan Eden. And then the Sultan comes and says, whoa, 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 not so fast. Are you kidding me? He didn't listen to his own Rebbe, Rabbi Yisrael of Ruzhin, the Halika Ruziner told him to let this guy stay there, and he said, no, forget about it. Such a lack of derech eretz. That can't be ignored. You can't reward him. He deserves to be punished for this terrible thing. So the Nesham of Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam says, excuse me, how can you say I sinned against this poor innkeeper? Look at how good and nice I was to him. I forgave his debt three years in a row. And I kept lowering it and lowering it. What did you expect me to do? Just n- not do anything? I, I also have an obligation to make money. And, and, and uh, he tells the Beis and Shemayla, it's not fear that you guys are judging me. You don't know what it's like to be in this world and, and trying to earn a living. You're all here in Gan Eden, in, in, in Shemayim with your cushy job of... of you know, you don't, you don't know what it's like to have a family and children. Forget about it. You can't judge me. I demand that I should be judged fairly by people who were in this world. So they said, you know what? He has a good point. So they called the Neshamais of two very great Paiskim in history. One was Rabbi Yael Sirkis, known as the Bayis Chadash, the Bach. And the other was Rabbi Yisuf Karay, the one who wrote the Shulchan Aruch, to judge the case. And they discuss it between themselves for a while. And then they tell Beis and Shomayla, Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam is guilty. So Rabbi Yaakov says, now he stands up again. He goes, whoa, 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 that's not so fast. That's not fear. You guys already passed away hundreds of years ago. You forgot what it's like to be in this world. I want to be judged from someone who is in this world right now. Remember that Tzemach Sadek is saying the story. Tzemach Sadek turns to all the Hasidim and he says, and I say that he is right and he was right what he did and he's righteous. And the Hasidim realized that the Rebbe is saying the story. The Rebbe is the one and this is happening right now in Jemayim. The Rebbe was the one who they came to to judge the case. So, and then he asked the crowd, he says, what do you guys say? So realizing that this is a very uh, auspicious moment and realizing that Rebbe is judging the case, so the Hasidim all screamed out, Zakai, 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 meaning he's righteous, he's righteous, he's righteous, three times. And the Semach Sadek then said, in the merit of establishing the fact that this man was a righteous person, 
May Hashem bench me with a righteous son. Right? Remember, the Altarebbe didn't have, I'm sorry, the Tzamech already didn't have children for quite a few years already. So, the buildings, we said there was a fire, right? So the buildings were scheduled to be completed the following Shavuos, right? So a year later. And then they would make a Chanukah Sabayis. A month before Shavuos, so it was a Sunday, Bay's ear. In 1834, the Rebbe's wife, Rebbe Mushka, felt that she's about to give birth. So she tells the midwife, uh, I'm going to be giving birth in a new house. And although it's not completed yet. And the Tzemach Tzedek tells the midwife to purify herself, right, go to mikvah, before delivering the baby. And he gave her a special cloth of white linen to swaddle the baby in after the first bath. Right, so this cloth, we know, was reg- originally it was the Balshemtas. And then it was given to the Alter Rebbe by the Magid, and the Alter Rebbe used it to swaddle the Mittler Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek, and it wasn't used for any other son or grandson. And now the Tzemach Tzedek, who inherited it from the Alter Rebbe, was using it to swaddle his son, his, his youngest son, something he didn't do with any of the other sons. He then instructed his three older sons, Rebbe Baruch Shalom, Rebbe Yehuda Leib, and Rebbe Chaim Shneir Zalman, to say specific kapitlach of Tehillim. And he himself made his way to the new house to say Tehillim and Davin in the room next door. And with Hashem's help, a short time later, Rebbe Zechai Mushka gave birth to a healthy baby boy. Before Shabbos, the Tzemach Tzedek let it be known that the bris would take place on Sunday, Pesir, at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the Chassidim who heard this, they rejoiced. Like, how often did it happen that a Rebbe Gave, had a child while he was Rebbe. Technically, some of them did, right? Because I don't think the middle Rebbe did, but the Alter Rebbe for sure did. Why? Be- no, he had because he had a whole bunch of sons. Uh, they were all born after the Magid. Every one of his sons. Were, he had three sons, and they were all born after the Magid. Uh, so, yeah. And daughters also. The Tzemach Sadek did. The Rebbe Rashaf for sure did. The Rebbe Maharash did not. Phoenix Rebbe did not, and obviously the Rebbe didn't. So it's about like four to three, four to, four to three. Not a son, I'm saying even a child. Anyways, going right there, the, the Chassidim were, it, it wasn't just another Simcha. The child had been born to the Rebbe himself, and this son was special, because unlike his brothers, he was born when his father was a Rebbe. All the other sons of the Tzadok were born before Many Hasidim from the nearby towns and villages uh, arrived in Lubavitch to participate in the, by the, for the bris. Sunday morning arrived, and all the guests davened early, waiting 10 o'clock to give a time when the bris is supposed to happen. However, to their surprise, the Rebbe stays in his room. And in the beginning, the Hasidim used this extra time to, okay, you know, we're all here, let's have a nice fabrengen while we're waiting. And they, they spoke with one another, reviewing the latest member of the Rebbe, reviewing stories of Hasidim. However, the minutes turned into hours. Some of the guests were feeling a bit uh, restless. They said, listen, if the bris needs to be postponed, so let us know so we'll go home and come back. Don't just like let us sit here and wait around. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Remember, it was supposed to take place at 10. This is four hours later. After having waited for that long, four hours, not knowing how much longer they would have to wait. So the Rebbe's uncle, Chaim Avram, Noticed that everyone there was looking very, like, new. 
and realizing what's going on in their heads. So he felt the, the need to shed some light on the matter. He said, listen, in all probability, the Rebbe is occupied with more important guests. I mean, maybe the outer Rebbe was came to him, the middle Rebbe, Bashamta, Mahunu, right? In other words, he was trying to say there's a very important, the Rebbe's not just wasting your time, there's a very important reason it's being delayed. And Reb Chaim Avram's message was immediately understood. They said, yeah, listen, a mitzvah should be performed as early as possible. And true, a group of people should not be made to wait. But the Rebbe knows these halachas. You think the Rebbe, the Rebbe is a Samach Sadek, right? He knows when, what halacha is. A short time later, Reb Chaim Avram was startled to notice one of the Rebbe's uh, shamoshim making his way towards the Rebbe's room. And Reb Chaim Avram said, oh, why are you bothering the Rebbe? And you can disturb him. He's, you know, if he wants to come out, he'll come out. And the shamish said, listen, the Rebetzin sent me to, to go find out what's happening. And Reb Chaim Avram says, no, no, go back. You're not going in. Around a half hour later, the Tzemach Sadek himself came out of the room and seeing his face made the Hasidim shiver. It was like shining. His eyes were red from tears. And he, he kept uh, like dabbing a, a, like a handkerchief on his eyes, like a, like a cloth. That, that the, the cloth itself was already wet with, with tears. And he, tell, he announces to everyone, he says, uh, the bris will take place today just a bit longer. And then he goes back into his room. Another half hour goes by, and the Rebbe came out of the room a second time. And this time, people saw a very big change on his face. They saw joy and, and, and ruach. And turning to the Hasidim, he said, Rejoice, the bris will be today. Goes right back into his room. Four o'clock in the afternoon, six hours after the bris was supposed to take place, the Tzemach Sadek came out of his room a third time and he tells the guests, Don't have a mincha yet. Because the bris is going to take place momentarily. And he then goes up to his wife, Rebbe Sinchaim Mushka, and they discussed what name are we going to give the baby. And a few moments later, the newborn child was brought the room and the bris was performed. The moil was Rabbi Yosef, who was the Rav Lubavitch. The Tzemach Sedek was the Sandik. And as commonly occurs at a bris, the baby begins to cry. And the Tzemach Sedek lifted his hand from his pillow, from under his pillow, and he put it on the child's head. And immediately the baby stopped crying. And the child was given the name Shmuel. So immediately after the bris, the minion starts davening Mincha. And the Rebbe asked his brother-in-law, the middle Rebbe's son, Rebbe Nachum Nachum, to be the chazan. After Mincha, the chazan sit down, Sudas mitzvah, during which the Tzemach Sadek said a mimer. During the meal, Rebbe Yehuda Leib, the Maril, the, of Kapos, right, the, the second to the oldest son of the Tzemach Sadek, he asked his father, who is this child, who is, who is Shmuel named after? Because I don't know anyone in our family history whose name is Shmuel. Maybe he was named after Shmuel Hanavi? Um, and the Tzemach Sedek said, the child was named after a certain water carrier from the city of Polotsk. And a wise man is greater than a Navi. Now, some say that the reason for the whole delay was, was because he passed away that day, and because he was a hidden tzaddik, there were two levayas that day in the city of Polotsk, 
So the other person was a famous Choshev guy, and then you have this guy. So they made the Choshev a person's Leviah first. So the Tzemach Tzedek wanted a way to name after him until after he was buried, which is why it uh, took so long. So everyone there understood that this water carrier must have been a Tzadik Nister, and the Rebbe was implying that it was befitting to name a child after that if it was befitting to name a child after Shmuel Anavi, then it's certainly a suitable name. To, it's suitable to name this child after him. Um, and the Rebbe, the Tzemach Sada continued, said, it says in Tehillim, the days of our life, it says, in them, Bahem, Shivim Shana, V'im Bikvurais, Shmayim Shana, right, 70 years, or if he's strong, for 80 years, the amount of years that Hashem gives each person is different. Most people live an average lifespan. Others are blessed with additional years. However, there are those who are only given bahem. Base amen equals 47. And when the number three is added, because you add one for each letter as well, so now you have a total of 50. And the Hasidim were very puzzled by this. Like, what's a, that's a weird thing to talk about now. But almost 50 years later, in the summer of 1882, a month or two before Isistalkus, the Rebbe Marash tells his son, the Rebbe Rashab, I now understood what my father was hinting to. Obviously, he was told what his father said. Um, uh, so that is the story of the birth and the bris of the Rebbe Marash.